How many of you have um, or have some teenagers in high school or know some teenagers in high school? Why don't you raise your hand? How many of you guys have? James' hand went right up because how many of you got? You got coming, right? Okay, here's a question. How do you reach your teen's heart to embrace God's joyful design for sex and sexuality in their life? How do you do that, James? That's a rough one, right? Right? Good. Ask John. Okay. You know, or, or here's another one. How can I influence my teens to find love in the right places? How do you do that? You, you send them to me because I'm Dr. Love, right? No, no, you don't do that. You know, those are really important questions, right? And um, one of the, the blessings is that there's a conference coming up, a really important conference where, where as parents and as youth, you're going to find answers to those questions and more. There's a real short uh, promo clip right here. Hey guys, it's me, Tisha, and I'm part of the Explicit team. We've got a youth conference coming your way. It's called Origin. It's happening on July 26th and 27th, and we want to see you there. I'm looking for a generation that's willing to kick down walls, that's willing to chase after God, that's willing to get into position, saying, God, I'm hungry for you. God, I'm pursuing you, and not be influenced by the world where we're just going to sit back and watch him pass by. It wasn't until I got real before the Lord that I got delivered, that I got set free from oppression, from suicidal thoughts, from insane anxiety, from fear of man. And when I prayed, when I released it to the Lord and I told fear, I will not fear you anymore. And you are not my life. And I screamed for the first time because I was silent since the day that I was born. And did you know that today our youth are immersed in a highly sexualized culture where they got questions and they need answers. And this is where explicit movement comes in. But the world is gonna tell you, this is who you are, this is what you're, you're struggling with, this is just do it, because that's what, that's what you are, that's who you are. But the only way to combat that, the only way to overcome that temptation is to know your identity to know who you are and whose family you belong to. We're not alone, guys. Let's fight for this. Let's learn to get free and stay free and free others. Let's not only confess our what, let's confess our why. Let's get to the roots of our issues because that is the best purity tip. It really is, guys. We need each other. If you don't struggle with porn, become a shame-free zone for someone. At Origin High School Youth Conference, we believe the youth will have powerful God moments. They're gonna get their answers to their questions that they're struggling with, at the same time meet their breakthrough God. They're gonna walk away knowing His design for their lives, relationships, and sexuality. Although this is a youth conference, we have something for the parents as well. It's called Heart to Heart. We believe that parents are incredible influencers in the lives of their youth. So you're going to learn how to connect heart-to-heart -heart with your youth, as well as have that difficult conversation about sexuality. High school youth, we want to see you there. Parents, we got to see you there. And together, we can bring transformation right where we are. ExplicitMovement.org, we'll see you there. I want to encourage you, you know, mark your calendar. James, mark your calendar, all right? A couple weeks. 
make sure you go to that. Um, you know, this morning, uh, we are especially privileged and blessed uh, to have the director of um, Explicit Movement come and share with us. And I, and I, I really felt God's nudge to, to have her come to share with us for two reasons. One reason is, is we've been talking a lot about God's call on our lives, God's call on our church, and how God's call is so much bigger than what we might think, and that God can use you. Well, uh, today you're going to hear a story about how someone answered God's call for their lives, and they're now, God's using them to transform families and, 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 and the next generations in incredible ways. Also wanted uh, her to come and share with us because this is really important. If we're going to be a church that's going to reach the next generations, we've got to be aware of what's going on. We've got to have a love. We've got to have Jesus' love for the next generation. And so we are really, really blessed to have Michelle Okimura come and share with us, who is the director of Explicit Ministry, also Explicit Movement, and also a pastor at Hope Chapel. Uh, so why don't you come up, Michelle, share with us. Thank you so much for coming. so much it's so good to be here i feel so honored and just be i feel like family really you guys have so much love in the room i just felt so welcomed and you really let's just pretend we're in a living room just talking story this morning and um just you're we're just all family really truly with with god's love filling our hearts and thank you so much pastor mark for inviting me um i'm just so excited to be here looking forward to getting to know each each one of you a little better today um this morning um it's really going to be sharing uh, like pastor mark said a story a god's story it's not going to be so much of a teaching but more of a sharing um and praying that god will touch your heart and encourage you in your own walk um but before i go on i just wanted to share that uh, um Explicit Movement did, uh, we were blessed to be able to create two resources, and it's going to be after, after church, there's a table out there. The first one um, is the birth of Explicit Movement. It's actually really for anyone who wants to find their own purpose. It's like a devotional, um, Discover Keys to Fulfilling Your Purpose, a book that I wrote. What you're getting this morning is a very... Um, small short version of this book <laughs> so so if you get this book you can go to it with the lord you know and the lord every chapter has something for you in your personal life so that's the first book and then the second book is the journal a 21-day interactive journal which is especially for adults young adults um, and older teens and uh, each each one is a short chapter there's 19 authors many of them local uh, some of the authors you will recognize of local pastors, and each uh, section, each um, devotional has a photo that if you, there's a free app where you hold your phone over it, and then the speaker appears on your phone, talks directly to you and prays over you. So it's really interactive, and the young people really like it. So great uh, way to walk through purity and all these issues of relationships. So, and I wanted to bless Pastor Mark with this. You can have it and just enjoy it and bless. Thank you. Bless your family. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay, so the explicit movement. I wanted to just start off with a picture of a windy road because um, I've, it's really been a windy road that I've traveled full of suddenlies, full of um, 
shocking surprises. How many of you have ever, you know, experienced that you're walking with the Lord and you just don't know what's the, what's going to happen on when you turn the corner? And that's really how it's been. It's been a kind of a very unique, unique journey, full of surprises and shocks and full of really surrender. I love the last worship song that you guys sang. It's all about surrendering. And as you know, surrendering is a process, right? You think you surrendered it all, but God begins to show you more, you know, of your heart that he wants. And so um, this morning is really about more of that for all of us. Um, But I wanted to start the story of Explicit kind of at the beginning in, in a brief flashback. So I have a picture of myself when I was about four years old. And now when I put this picture of myself in the first time in a slideshow, I, I realized something about myself. Because you see, for decades, I hated this little girl. I despised this little girl. And so through this healing journey that God has taken me on, you know, once I got to know the Lord, it's been, a, you know, healing is a journey. It's a lifelong journey. And as he began to restore my heart, I can look at this little girl and say, She's a precious little girl, you know. I couldn't say that for so long. And I want to encourage you that if you ever looked at your picture when you were growing up, or a baby picture, can you tell yourself, wow, that's, that's such a precious little boy. That's such a precious little girl. Could you say that about yourself? You know, could you celebrate that the fact that God created you and you're, you're alive and that, and that you are you? You know, and to that degree that you can do that is shows you how, how far you are in knowing who you are and, and embracing who you are. So, so it started there, but really it started here. Next, next slide. It's about the girl in the closet. It's, that's my beginnings because I grew up in a home. I had a loving mom, but a very, um, you know, just a troubled dad. And so I grew up as a victim of domestic violence and for all the way, like all the way from like, toddler to senior in high school, and verbally abused, just a lot of things that, you know, a lot of trauma really in my life. And so when I was growing up, it was so much chaos in my house that to escape, I would go into my closet, really literally, and and curl up in a ball in the dark corner because that became my safe place. It became the place that I retreated to. so I would go there quite often, you know, growing up. And, but it was a lonely place. Even though it was a safe place, it was a lonely place. And I, I, all I can describe is that God saw me in that closet. And it, it was his hand on my life that pursued me, pursuing you, to take me out of that closet, you know, to woo me out. And to say, come with me, you know, and that's really the journey. And even the, this explicit movement journey has been a journey of healing for me to step out, you know, from that closet and follow him to where he wants to lead me. Um, and so, you know, I want to remind you that God picks the most unlikely people to do things. If you feel inadequate, insecure, you're, you qualify, you know, because God picks it's those people that just are, would, would shock the world. That why would God choose you, you know? But, but he has a purpose because he sees a treasure in each one of you. And the plans and purposes that he has, you know, is so great for each one of us. Um, so, he, you know, he, God, um, thankfully, in my life, was on a mission, really, to heal and restore that little girl in the closet. 
And he, he wanted to change me from being scared to trusting, to being overwhelmed, you know, to resting, to, from resisting to obeying, you know, from complaining to embracing and loving, and from insecurities to leading, you know, and it really, Jehovah, I call him sometimes Jehovah Sneaky, <laughs> you know, you never know what is up his sleeve, you know, so please bear with me as I try to connect the dots for you, um, it'll all relate at the end. So uh, just a little flashback. I was born and raised in Hawaii, you know, grew up here. Um, my, Rob, my husband and I planted Hope Chapel Life Spring about 20 years ago now. Um, I was an elementary school teacher for about 17 years and then on staff at church, children's ministry, and wearing many hats, being a you know, senior pastor's wife. And I loved it all. But, you know, let me tell you that the explicit story kind of came out of the blue. It really did. So going to the, back to the explicit story, um, it really started as a place from a place of surrender. It's a whole journey is all about surrender. And so I, I want to quote um, the next slide I have. Pastor Alex Michel of New Hope Town, he said this once and I loved it. He said, I believe the greatest manifestation that a person has been baptized by the Holy Spirit is that he or she pursues living a surrendered life. You know, and I love that because that's really all what God is after. He's after all of us. You know, um, and... You know, God has a call. He has a call to restore and free you and me so that we can free and restore others. You know, with the grace he's given me, he's, he's, he's going to use our story to reach people that only you can reach. And I want to read, start just read the scripture here, which is one of my favorites. And it's really, um, I think, a core scripture of explicit too, of just what, what our heart is. And, and so Isaiah 61, 1 to 3. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. You know, this is Jesus, really. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come and with it the day of God's anger against their enemies. To all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning. Festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks the Lord has planted for his own glory. And this is what God wants to do in your life. You know, to just create, we are new creations and we are continually being changed. But at the same time, God has a mission for all of us, his mission in us, you know, to, do, to, to reach the world. So, you know, back to, the, back to the explicit story. So in 1991, um, I well back up to then I was mainly children's children's pastor. In 1991, my husband um, asked me, "Will you take over the youth? We have a small church, so we had like maybe I want to say eight to ten youth. And previous to that, um, the the leadership never talked about sex or sexuality. But you know, being a mom myself, I I knew that." The kids needed to have some, you know, some talk on that. So I said, okay, well, I have no experience with youth, really, but I'm willing to try. And so the first thing I wanted to do that summer was have a summer camp and invite other pastors that I knew, like uh, Carson and Marion Logan and Scott Kobayashi, you know, MGMC, and some other, others to come and share with the youth about these t- subjects of purity. And so we did, and that first... It was about 20, 20 kids because you know, some of my youth invited their friends, so there's about 20 of them. And God showed up. I mean, God, 
the level of vulnerability, the openness, you know, and then there was one point where one of the speakers said, everyone bow your heads, raise your hand if you've already lost your virginity. And I saw about a half, uh, well, not little less than a half raise their hand. And I would, almost fell off my chair because these kids that raised their hands, I knew them from when they were babies growing up in our church. And I just knew my spirit that their parents had no clue. And I thought to myself, Lord, this is the fruit of never talking about it. Because if, if, if our church you know, were silent, um, then the kids are just going to hear it from the world, right? And so I thought, this is the fruit of never addressing it. And then, um, you know, there's a lot of vulnerability, a lot of breakthrough, a lot of just powerful moments. And at the end of the camp, the Holy Spirit spoke to me something really clear. He said, Michelle, get ready for something much bigger in the future. And I thought, what the heck? <laughs> you know, you ever, ever had that? Like, what the heck is that, Lord? I, have, I don't know what that is. And so the, the fo- a year passes, and the following summer, I have a purity camp again, but for the middle schoolers, you know, to prevent some of these things, you know, from happening when they get to high school. So that went really well, too. And then after that first, um, the second camp, about five months later, uh, I don't know if some of you might know Pastor Alan Cardenas. He's a pastor in Nanakuli. So I was talking with him um, out just before a Transform Our World uh, Hawaii Friday meeting, and he just started chatting. He said, hey, how about you? how's your, life? How's your uh, youth, going? youth group going? And I shared with him about the two camps, and his eyes got really big. He says, Michelle, can you come to our church and teach us? Because I don't know how to talk about it. I don't talk about it. And the, our parents don't know how to talk about that subject either. And so I was like, a little, little taken aback. I was like, well, sure, I can share ideas, you know. And so um, we, that was the beginning. As you know, Pastor Allen is an activator, you know. <laughs> and, and so about a month after that conversation, I found myself in, um, in the Transform Our World pastor's meeting. I, at the time, for about the first year and a half of going, I was the only woman. Like, there were, like, 15 to 20 senior pastor men. And um, so I was, they were getting used to having a woman in the mix. And I was a little, like, in the beginning, like, you know, like a fly on the wall. I just wanted to observe what was going on, you know. And um, it, was, it was a great time of me learning, you know, getting to know what, what TOW is all about. Anyway, in the middle of this, uh, one of the meetings, like, soon after I joined, um, Pastor Allen interrupts Pastor Kelchinen. And he says, uh, I think all of you guys have to hear about Michelle's purity camps. And I was horrified because I had not expected that. And I was like, Alan, what are you doing? He goes, no, you need to share. So sheepishly, I shared about it, and they ha- it caused a discussion around the, around the table. And at the end of that discussion, um, they, the pastor said, Michelle, can you do an island-wide purity conference for all of us? Because we all don't know how to talk about it, and we all don't, and, and the parents don't. And so, um, will you do one? And, and so I was like, uh, well, I've never done a big conference before, but I'm willing to try because I saw in their hearts, you know, just this need, and so wanting to serve. So I, I thought, well, I have no idea how to do this, you know, no idea whatsoever. And so the first thing that I did was I just talked to people I knew, and then I cold-called pastors who had no clue who I was, but just those, there were a handful that said, oh, sure, I'll meet with you for five minutes, you know, and so I would meet with them, talk with them about this idea, and in the first four weeks of me doing this, in March of 2014, um, 
there was about 40 churches that came on board. They said, we're in, we're in, we're in. And I was like, whoa. It was almost as if the Holy Spirit was already working in their hearts. They just needed something, a catalyst or something to just bring it together. And so we had churches from all denominations, you know, coming together. We had a core team. And then we, we put on the first conference. Um, and But I want to share, before I share, um, yeah, th- so this is a picture of the first conference. But just before... The conference. I think it was like a week before the conference. My husband Rob, we were. I just woke up from. You know, we just woke up from from in the morning out of bed, and he still has the covers over his, you know, mouth. And he says, um, "Michelle, this is it." I go, "This is what?" <laughs> he says. He goes, "You remember um, Prophet Emil Abadar um, shared a prophetic word eight nine years ago." I go, I don't know, I don't remember. You know, and he says, yes. And so he says, and so we, we pulled it out because we had transcribed it. And Emil had said that um, in a prophetic word that I, I was going to do something, what he said was would shake the whole city and, and all the churches are going to know about it. And for your surprise, this will get the attention of all the churches in your city. There's going to be a spark of revival from which the unity will begin Families are going to be restored. Individuals will be delivered. And at the time when I was hearing this, like this eight years ago, prior to this, I was I think he, he totally lost it. Like, what am I going to do that anyone's going to know? Like, <laughs> that is not me. He totally missed it. And so I just totally discounted it, you know. But then I was like, oh, my gosh, because at that time, you know, radio announcements had gone on, flyers throughout the, throughout the island, and really the, the, the city was beginning to know about it. And so, you know, I was like, whoa. You know, so that was something that, interesting, when you get a prophetic word, you, it might not happen right away. It might happen 10 years later. But um, you just be faithful in what God has in front of you. And he, it's his job, you know, to bring it to pass. But I was, I was really shocked. But it gave me confidence that, like, okay, Lord, this is you. Then you, it's all about you. You know, you're doing this. Um, and so pastors came together. We did, and, and in the conference, we had about 600 youth from around the island and 300 parents. And it was, God just showed up again. You know, I, I'll just share with you um, this one quick, God had given me a vision of what Friday night was supposed to be. It was a Friday night, all day Saturday conference. And Friday night, I had this vision of what was supposed to happen. And I was like, Lord, we never did. I don't know if anyone ever did that before. But I had shared these ideas with the pastors on the team. And they said, Michelle, you should do it. And they would often start crying when I'm explaining it. So we did it. What happened was uh, Pastor Kainoa Aaron shared his testimony on Friday night. And then he said, you know, um, we, we... Healing starts with forgiveness, and we're going to create a space where you can begin forgiveness process. So he knelt on the floor on his knees, and he asked all the young men to, to kneel. And he said, we're going to ask the, the youth girls here to forgive on behalf of any boy who has ever abused them, who has ever ridiculed them, who has ever teased them, who has ever put them down or gossiped about, you know, and he just, so he says, so he said, girls, on behalf of any boy who has ever, you know, done these things, will you forgive, you know, and there was a response, I forgive, and there was, there was a lot of emotion in the room, and then Pastor Karis Chinan came up and said, and she knelt down, because girls can hurt boys too, right, and so girls, on, and so all the girls went on their knees and, um, you know, said on behalf of 
to the boys and any girl who has ever disrespected you, manipulated you, you know, gossiped about you, you know, all these things will you forgive. And it was just this forgiveness that was being exchanged. Meanwhile, the parents were in another room, right, in their parent track. Right at that time, towards the end, and Pastor Rob and Barbara Gross from Mountain View came in because they led the parent track. They came in, went on stage, and 300 parents came in and in the front area like this and facing the sea of youth. And they were all on their knees. And Pastor Rob said, you know, on behalf, you, you, you find all love in all the wrong places, oftentimes because the root is the failings of your parents, you know, our relationship, our broken relationships and, or unhealthy relationships or what you, you, you lack. And so we want to repent to you. So, you know, the, on behalf of your father who has neglected you, who was harsh with you, who abused you, you know, just all these different sins that a father could do, will you forgive, you know? Um, and I would say 300 parents were weeping. I mean, men, fathers, mothers are just weeping. They're facing these sea of kids who are, some of them are audibly weeping, you know, and then Pastor Barb, on behalf of mothers, you know, who've, who've been harsh with you and all these different things, will you forgive? And then Pastor Scott Kobayashi came up and said, and he knelt down and the kids knelt down, and on behalf of the youth, will you forgive us for rebelling against you and disrespecting you, parents, you know, all these things. It was just this huge repentance. Malachi chapter 4 was really happening, the hearts of the parents, the fathers to the hearts of the kids and vice versa. And what happened, I really believe, in that moment was... It, it was for the people that were there, but it was in the spirit because it, it was done in mass. I felt like, Lord, this is heal the land of Hawaii. You know, bring there to be reconciliation of this. And so that really, I mean, even the speakers were getting inner healing, you know, from, from different things. And so um, that was the first, first, first event. And so um, it went really well. Um, there was so much great, you know, equipping, you know. Um, and then at the time, too, um, people were telling me just in that right after that first event or just while planning the first event, Michelle, we've started a movement. I said, this is not a movement. I'm just trying to figure out how to do a good event. <laughs> you know, I would just totally shut people down. Um, and then I thought to myself, okay, so after the conference, it went really well, right? So thank you, Jesus. Despite all of your grace was lavished on us, you know, thank you. Uh, I was exhausted. I, I had worked five months full-time on preparing for this conference because, and thankfully, my church released me to do this project. Um, and I uh, was exhausted. I, I was like, oh, Lord, that was so awesome, but I'm so exhausted. Um, maybe we'll do this every few years. That's totally what I thought. Yeah, we'll do this every few years, you know. Um, but then right after the conference, I was flooded with calls, like, Michelle, you have to have another high school conference next year because the kids want to invite their friends. And then Brady Juista of Young Life, he's a campus you know, overseer on the island. You, Michelle, you have to have a middle school one because in the housing, fifth grade kids are, all, are almost all sexually active. Fifth grade, I was like, what? You know, and so you have to have a middle school one. And then, um, then the young adults approached me. Young adult pastors said, Michelle, we want our own explicit because we have different issues than high schoolers. Then the parents came because they said, we want more equipping than just, you know, one night. You know, we want more. Can We want our own explicit. And so I was just overwhelmed with the demand. And so um, I, I just went to prayer. I said, Lord, I don't want to just respond to the demand. I want to just make sure that I'm led by your, your spirit, you know. And so um, he told me, do all four the next year, and I'll show you how. Now, most people do one annual big conference a year, right? 
So when I told my team we're going to do four island wide, they were like, they thought I was crazy. <laughs> but I said, but the Lord said. So he said he's going to show us how. So right after I said yes to the Lord, immediately um, out of the blue, like the young adult pastors came together. They approached me. They said, Michelle, how about, we have a passion for young adults. How about you be the mom leader over us and we'll carry the weight of planning and implementing the conference. I was like, oh, this could work. Okay. And then the youth pastors came together and said, Michelle, how about you be the mom and leader over us and we'll be, we'll be carrying the weight of it, planning it. I was like, and the same thing with pastors who had passion for the parents. So this is how we, we, we navigated the following year. And uh, so, you know, that, so just soon after, a few months after the first conference, you know, we're planning out that year, 2015. And, I, and uh, in the beginning of 2015, people were telling me, um, Michelle, this is going to go global. I'm like, stop saying that. I don't even know what I'm doing. I mean, I would tell them that. I don't know what I'm doing. You don't realize behind the scenes, there's a lot of stuff that went wrong in the event. So we have to figure out how to do a good event. And I would just say, stop it, stop it. Just don't say that. And... Um, because it scared me, and I was like, no way, you know, stop, what are people thinking? And so one day in the car, as you know, God would have it, I was, you ever, God, did God ever speak to you with a tone? <laughs> so I was, Michelle, stop it. And I was like, and he kept saying, stop it. I said, stop what, Lord? He said, stop shutting people down when they say it's going to go global. And I said, but, and I gave him all the reasons why I can't. And then he said, this is my movement, and I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it. All I ask you is to be open and obedient. And I was like, Ugh. you know, I was like, oh, it's, it terrified me. And I was like, oh, okay, Lord, then you have to help me, help me change my heart because that's crazy. Okay, so right after that, um, I would say, uh, oh yeah, th right after that, that was that weekend, right after the junior high conference, um, was a, a su the Sunday, the day after, I was in my, my living room, you know, and I just was I, still processing what God said about saying yes to the global thing. And um, the, Rob, come, my husband again, comes out of the bedroom. He says, hey, I found another prophetic word from Pastor, the Prophet Emil, Emil he had given you in 2013. Um, I was like, oh, what was that? And so he reads it. He says, um, Emil said, I'm going to start a ministry, and you're, I'm going to give you authority to plant many branches of this ministry in many parts of the world. And I'm like, oh, no, there's that global thing again. That was, all, that was my response. And then the phone rings like three seconds after he reads that. And I'm like, hello. And he goes, hey, this is Phil Lee from Canada. Michelle, you have, to, can you, you have to bring this to Canada. I said, what? He says, uh, I attended your, your, I was here in Hawaii, it happened. I, I attended the conference, you know, this past weekend. And um, Friday before the conference, I, I got a call from my intercessor leader and she had this dream at night and she described the dream to me and the Lord said to her, this is what we want in Canada, what I want to do in Canada. So I get the dream description and I attend your conference and everything that I experienced at the conference was a dream. And I was like, but I don't know what I'm doing, you know? <laughs> and he says, I'm no, not an expert. And he says, you are the expert because you're the only one doing this for, you know, and as far as I know. And I'm like, oh, Lord. So, so then, the, then the invitation started to come. And then right after that conversation, about a month later, uh, Pastor Joel Ong from um, Leeward Community Church, had, we had a little meeting because his two youth had, own kids had come to the conference before that. Uh, 
the 2014 conference, and he was, they were really impacted and positively, and so he wanted to know more about Explicit. So I'm talking with him, and he says, hey, Michelle, do you want to bring this conference to Asia? Because he goes, I, I'm here from Singapore, and I'm highly networked in all of Asia, and I don't know why God has me here in Hawaii. Maybe it's for Explicit. I'm like, what? And he says, do you want to bring this to Asia? And I was like, uh, all I'm going to say is that I'm open. Because that's what the Lord said. <laughs> so he begins to tell me, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. So I, I get in my car after that meeting, and I'm driving out of the driveway. And I start having a conversation with the Lord. Lord, Singapore? I have no desire to go to Singapore. I never really heard about Singapore much. And what is this about Singapore? You know, so that's when I'm talking to the Lord. And then my phone buzzes. So I pull over, and I get an email from a friend in who's in California, who I hadn't talked to in about a year, knew nothing what was going on in my life, Davey, Brother Davey, and he, the, the subject line was Singapore prophetic. And I, I opened it up, and he says, I, I was, no, I just wanted to tell you, the Lord wants you to know, pay attention to Singapore. I mean, that these thing, kind of things were happening all the time. And so I knew that God had me, you know, on a road, like he was confirming, you know, the steps we went, you know, we got an invitation to Philippines, you know, um, and, and in 2016, you know, but I want to just say that um, God was really working on me because in 2015, it was a whole identity thing, the who am I, right? God, God had these big visions for explicit, but it, I could not see myself doing that, you know? And so he had, God had a lot of work, you know, ahead of, of himself to really work on me. And so what happened was, um, I, I remember having a conversation where God woke me up in the middle of the night, and it was a very, very pivotal conversation. So anyway, um, he said to me, woke me about, I don't know, three in the morning, and he says, Michelle, Remember when you were a newly married uh, woman and you really wanted to have your own biological kids? Is I, I had premature menopause in my 20s, so I couldn't have my own kids. Um, so we ended up adopting. So we have two beautiful children, Aaron and Jessica, who are now 28. But you know, at the time, um, I go, yes, Lord, I remember. He said, uh, well, you're giving birth to explicit. And I thought, I'm too old for this. I mean, that's really, I just reacted. I said, I'm too old for this. And he says, what about Sarah? And I was like, um, okay, Lord, this doesn't match me because, you know, being a pastor, I, I guide people. Like, how do you find your destiny? Figure out your passions, right? Discover what your passions are because that'll give you a clue to your destiny, you know, and I, that's what I would teach people, which is true. But um, so I said, so Lord, I have a, pa- these are, Lord, these are my passions. I have a passion for people to get healed in their heart you know, inner healing. I have a passion for the body of Christ to come together. I don't know. I just love it when the body of Christ comes together. I just passionate. I have, I have a passion to create platforms for people who have gold in them to, to impart that to the to greater body. I, I love that, you know, and I have a passion to create environments where the Holy Spirit can show up and really touch people. But purity, I said, it's a burden, all right, I'm a mom, I'm, but I can't say it's a passion. What about Pastor Shannon Morocco of King's Chapel? Purity has been a per- pa- passion for her for 10 years. She would be better. You know, and I was telling him all these things, and then he listened to me, and he said, after I you know, shared this, he says, Michelle, did Moses have a passion to free Israel? He didn't even want to do it. 
And I was like, oh. You know, <laughs> that realization. And then he says, the Lord says this to me, Michelle, in some assignments, in some assignments, obedience is more important to me than passion. And I went, oh. You know, because it was like, oh, it's just like the sinking feeling like, oh, yes, Lord, that's true. So I was getting a, a shift in my perspective, right? And then, um, so he says, um, yeah, so, so after that, so I'm giving birth to expenses, I'm thinking about that. It was weird. Like the, the following two weeks, I would be at the mall or at the market or bump into intercessors. Like I didn't even know them that well, but they were, they had the ministry of intercessory in their, in their church or, you know, people that I, I didn't really know very well at all, like I said. They would say, oh, Michelle, I don't know, I was praying for you and I saw a vision of you pregnant. <laughs> You know, I mean, this happened the next two weeks, like maybe five or six people, like random. I, oh, and I, I saw a picture of you and your water broke, you know, and I'm like, what? And so I knew God was really confirming, right, that, that nighttime conversation. And then right after that, so a couple months after that, I was at Bethel Church um, actually doing, my husband and I went to Love After Marriage uh, conference, great, great workshop and the last day of the conference we're in our small group and the last day of the conference I'm with like two other women and they know nothing about anything really and so this and then they say oh we have a vision for you and we both had the same vision Michelle I said really they said yeah we see a picture of you cradling this newborn baby in your arms and you're just looking at it so lovingly and I was like oh and then the Lord said to me right in that moment in this booming voice Michelle I want you to love the baby, stop complaining about the baby, and stop being afraid of the baby. And I said, oh, Lord, I'm really afraid of the baby. <laughs> so please, you know, change my heart. And so that became my prayer. Like, Lord, help me to love the baby. Help me to not be intimidated by the baby. Help me to not complain about the baby, you know. And so, so God really was, was on a... He was on a mission to change my heart and really, you know, really, really, really change me. And I just want to share, there's a lot in the, in the white book, um, Explicit Movement Birth book, there's a lot. Like, I'm just giving you a little bit. There's so many supernatural, teachable moments for you and me, you know, in that book. But one of them, I'll just close with this one. So how did God change my heart to love the baby? It, it was hard. It was really hard because think of my background. Hey, think of where I came from. Think of, I came from a small church. I never did a big event before. You know, it's, it's just happening so fast. I mean, you think about it, nine months after the first event, we get invited to Singapore and Philippines. And I'm not even trying to grow this thing, right? So it's just happening so fast. And, um, and my, I have all these shifts, you know, in my mind. And then, um, so I'm in, we're in Singapore. Our first trip to Singapore, um, Brandon Ahu, some of you may know, Elwin Ahu is his dad and Pastor Brandon Ahu of Metro Church. So he, he's on the speaker team with us and we're in Singapore and conference is done. We're in the um, shopping at the mall. We're in a store uh, for men's clothing and we're shopping and then I'm looking for something for my son, Aaron. And all of a sudden I hear this booming voice, this male's voice going, Mom! And I'm... I'm ignoring it because my son Aaron's not around, right? And I'm just, you know, keep, mom, second time. And then Brandon Ahu comes walking up. He goes, mom, how is this shirt look? He was trying on some shirts. I go, oh, Brandon, 
oh, the color looks really good on you. I really like it. He goes, oh, thanks. And he saunters back to the dressing room. And I'm like, the Lord said to me, he whispered in my ear, just be the mom. I said, oh, well, I already love my millennial team. That's explicit movement is made up mostly of millennial, you know, team. I already love them like my own kids. And I love the youth that come to our, you know, events like my own kids, you know, just that mother's heart. Oh, just be the mom? Oh, I can do that, you know? And so that began to shift me, just being able to embrace this assignment, you know, that God had for me and God knew. So God knows the keys to your heart. He will know and in creative roundabout ways, he will change your heart. If you keep seeking him and asking him, you know, change my heart to be like yours, he will. And it'll come in really natural, uh, supernatural ways that you don't even expect because my heart was changed when Brandon called me mom. And it was weird because after that, the whole team started calling me mom. And then I began to say, oh, okay. Because a mom loves the baby, right? And so God just made this connection for me. It was, it was so great. Um, and I just want to share, um, oh, there's so many things. Okay, um, just want to go, go on um, just to share that, you know, God really has a passion for this whole issue, um, you know, sexuality. Because when you think about it, um, just a little tidbit, if you think about it, Baal worship, you know, Asherah worship, you know, back in the Old Testament days, remember, the, old, the people would worship the false gods and Baal was a really big one? Well, nothing's new in the sun. Satan's probably one of his top, if not the way, or one of the top ways that the enemy destroys lives is by twisting sexuality. Because Baal worship was all about sexuality, twisting sex. Remember their prostitution, right? Uh, temple prostitutes. You have, you know, he, he twists sexuality, and that's how he destroys lives. If you look at almost all those false gods, it's so much twisted, distorted sexuality. And so, when you think about it, our culture and what the enemy is doing is is the same thing. He's just trying to destroy people's lives through sexuality in a huge way, through porn, LGBT, you know, transgender, all of these different things that are, are so um, part of our identity in how God created us. You know, sexuality is just one facet of our identity, but it's an important part, you know. And so that's, I think, why I feel God is really wanting to bring um, just a re the revival needs to encompass the purity, though. You know, I asked the Lord once, why did you create explicit? He says, well, because I want you to be part of preparing the bride to be healthy, healed, and holy. And right now, you know, the, the, the church all over the world, so many churches, they don't talk about it. You know, sex abuse, um, we, we had a sex abuse uh, workshops last year, and we found out that the experts said one in two women and one in three men have been sexually molested or abused in their life. So in, our, in this very room, there's a lot of people that have had that, and that will affect, you know, your, 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 that trauma will affect, you know, your, your whole sexuality, your, you know, your identity, your worth, you know, all of that. And so um, even that, that's not addressed oftentimes, you know, in church and in pathways of people getting healed. So just that's, 
you know, just something that God has a heart for. And so I'm realizing all these things, you know, and sex trafficking that we just had, you know, of um, pretty much almost every middle school and high school it's happening. Um, I had talked talk to someone yesterday who's from the Big Island and said, yeah, Michelle, there is a lot of sex trafficking going on and with the local kids in the Big Island. A lot of the cartels and these major, like, mafia people from other parts of the world, they're moving into Hilo. Like, she sees them. And because it it's, makes more money for them than drugs, drug selling, you know. And so it's it's getting to be a really um, concerning issue. So what? So these are the issues that we really care about in helping our youth and our families navigate through, you know, in a in a, in a loving, natural way. So I just want to quickly go over some of the slides with um, with you that some of the you know um, th- little tidbits about explicit. Um, we. We really care about vulnerability and breaking shame. Um, I'm just going to rush through some of these. Uh, we really care about, the, and when you come to our events, the speakers are very vulnerable. It creates a safe environment where it reaches the hearts of the youth, not just their heads, but it reaches their hearts, and it breaks the shame that many many youth are walking in. You know, um, There's also healing and transformation that we really care about. Um, a lot of the kids, they come with so much pain in their lives, so much confusion. Um, you know, next, next one, we transform lives, transforming culture. We want to empower the youth to not only have transformation for their own lives, but be catalysts to change culture where they are. You know, we want to see young people walk in sexual integrity and lead others to do the same. You know, and we, we really have a dream, transformation that leads to legacy. Michaela Kobayashi you know, said this, and I love it. This is really our heart. Marriages are the foundation to families. We can agree with that. Families are the foundation to our communities, cities, and nations. But the dating lives of our young people are the foundations to marriages. So essentially, dating lives can transform a nation. So we're trying to really help that piece, you know, of that dating lives and that whole, you know, working through that. So what, what are the issues? What, what's the vision? We want to talk about identity and healing and empower people with tools, practical tools. They can walk this out. You know, we want to equip parents. That's why we have that parent component and equip leaders so that as a, a together we can do this. You know? um, these are the next one is topics we cover. And these are some of the things that we cover. And um, just really under the big umbrella of what is God's design for sex and sexuality. And God created sex. He did, and it's a gift. And we have to also bring out the positive part that within marriage, it's wonderful, it's amazing, and, and God wants it to be, you know? And so how do we communicate that to the youth in a way that touches their heart? Um, um, we also, oh, I wanted to share a testimony video in a, in a moment. Um, so just, yeah, just to keep that in mind, that I wanted to share this just some fruit, or just some what God is doing with God's fruit. You know what He's doing through explicit and touching lives, and these are some some youth and um, young, even parents that have been touched. I wanted to show that. Here we go. I want to invite you to hear these powerful testimonies of how God has been transforming lives through the explicit movement. What started as a God dream here in the islands of Hawaii to see our young people walk victoriously in the areas of purity experience healing from past emotional wounds, and be equipped and empowered to enjoy healthy relationships has rapidly become a vision for cities and nations around the world. 
and not just for one generation, but for families, as we realize these are universal issues involving peoples from every race and generation. So listen to just a few of the stories of how God has been transforming lives. Hi, so my name is McCaw. Um, one of the things I had struggled with in my life, in high school especially, was pornography and lust. Okay, Trisha, Mark, you gotta tell us, what did you think about the parent track? Hi, my name's Landon, and I just want to read a, a testimony from a student who experienced an explicit movement conference. My husband and I, we do the Young Professionals Ministry together. We have about eight couples that have gotten married in the last three years, and all of them have attended an explicit event at some point. My name is Carla, and this is my story of just how I have encountered explicit ministries and how it has impacted my life. When I was five years old, I was molested at a really young age, so I carried a lot of like shame and just like bitterness at myself because I didn't know what was going on because the church never talked about this stuff to me. My mom was telling me about the conference explicitly and I was like, you know, mom, I don't really want to go. And she was like, well, okay, you should just think about going. And so I ended up going to the conference and there was something that had happened to me. You know, I, I, I tried everything that I could do uh, to, to set myself free. I tried to manage myself. I tried to control myself. And all that stuff uh, began to fell, uh, fall right through. But it wasn't until that I found out that freedom was a person and his name was Jesus. I didn't even want to leave. She prayed over us parents for us to share our past. We knew that we were already going to, um, but she prayed for healing over us um, if we've been sexually abused. Um. Um, then when I was 16, I was sexually raped, thinking that I wasn't holy enough or I wasn't good enough to step into the church again. Right after that, my mom told me, you need to go to this event. Um, it's explicit. And I was just like, oh, I don't know. I, don't, I was still kind of shy. I was still a lot of shame. And I ended up going, and I remember just sitting there, shaking in my seat, like, why has no one ever talked about this stuff to us? This is what he says. He says, I didn't realize how much I'm not alone in my struggles and sins. I've been struggling with lust, pornography, masturbation for years. And from that, I felt so much shame and only shared the struggle with my mentor. This conference is needed for every high school student. It explicitly talks about many topics that are perceived as bad or shameful, so no one really talks about it. And that is something to me that sets explicit movement apart. It catapulted me into a relationship with Jesus. About um, loving yourself and forgiving yourself and, and just like how he's created these things and, and we're all beautiful. And I, mean, I just like I remember just crying and it began this beautiful journey of healing for me. Yeah, it was good for me because it was able to identify some things that I think are really holding me back from really just being able to love my kids and and just to be the father that God designed me to be um, to set them free and to be able to let them grow who God designed them to be we have about eight couples that have gotten married and all of those couples have waited to have sex 
until after marriage. Explicit movement brought a greater change into my life that it can do the same thing for you. Knowing that like, oh, I'm not the only one who's going through this. And it, it honestly was like, we can walk this out together. That's honestly what really changed my life. I'm just going to land the plane. I um, wanted to share with the next slide, but basically I'll just share that, you know, we explicit, we, we try to have grace-filled environment like you, show, you saw, body of Christ effort. I love that, body of Christ coming together, parent involvement, equipping leaders, and the global network that is slowly, little by little, you know, getting, we've gotten in, interest and um, invitations from Canada and um, other Asian countries and, you know, UK and Tanzania, Africa. And, but, you know, I'm just trying to navigate with the Lord's help, you know, guiding and then his timing. Um, and next year, we look forward to going to Hilo and Kauai. So that, that's really exciting because we still care about our Hawaii. Um, we also... Um, had a Pakrim University course. We were asked to do, that's a whole other God miracle story, but uh, we, we just finished um, a semester at Pakrim University and God's developing, forcing us to develop you know, curriculum. Um, and then the next event, of course, is, is in a couple of weeks. We'd love to partner with you. Um, you know, so jo you know, join the movement, partner with us. We just need, you know, your prayers. Any, if you feel like led by the Lord to volunteer or to partner with us financially, we just invite you, you know, partner with us because I believe to, together we can truly bring transformation in, in these areas, you know, um, and we have, we want to resource you. Um, yeah, so I want to just pray, you know, um, for all of you right now, if that's okay. If you can stand. Thank, thank you for your time, and um, I pray that you were encouraged, you know, for your own walk with the Lord in this journey, that it's all about following and obeying and hearing the Lord and surrendering, and it's painful sometimes. It's a process, right? Um, and I'm not here modeling perfection at all, but I'm trying to hopefully model pr the process of just surrendering him and loving him. So let's pray. Lord, I just want to thank you, Father, for everyone here, because all the adults, Lord, are spiritual moms. They're all our spiritual dads, um, as well as biological parents, Lord, that are here. Lord, we, we all carry the, the, the responsibility and the mantle, Lord, of kingdom parents, Lord, that care about the next generation. But Lord, you're not only raising up a powerful generation of young people, but you are also raising up a powerful generation of parents, Lord, that are going to be more equipped and just be able to talk about all things to our kids, Lord, and creating our homes and, and our church families that it would be the safest place on earth, Lord, for, for our young people to just open up and be vulnerable and talk about what they're going through, that we, that we can find answers together in you, Lord. And so, Father, I lift up to you, everyone here. I pray that you would just, um, just let them grow, Lord, all of us grow together, Lord, and being able to address the confusion that the enemy is throwing at our culture, Lord, of sexuality and all of the topics, Lord, that that are just addictions, porn addictions, or kids getting addicted from the time they're in elementary school, or all these, it seems so dark, it seems so overwhelming. But Lord, with you, there's hope. You are, you are, you are the spark of revival in all of us, Lord.
to be that light. And Lord, I just pray right now too for all the single people here. Lord, um, any young people that are here, single people, even if you're older, Lord, I pray for a special grace. I pray for a special um, ability, Father, and, and just downloads from heaven and strength, Father, and the grace to navigate, Lord, um, their sexuality, Lord, and being able to, to, to be able to save themselves for marriage, Lord, and to, um, to just embrace your design, Lord, for how you created them, and that, that their, their sexuality is not something evil or anything like that. You created us. You gave us sex drives, Lord. You created our bodies that way. So I pray you help them to manage that, Lord. Manage their sex drives in, in a positive, healthy way, Lord, and I just ask you for your protection on them and your grace and your love, Lord, that they would just encounter you again and again, your love for them and strength, Lord. And Lord, I ask that they would be culture changers too, Lord, in, this, in the culture to elevate who you are in your design, Lord, for all these things. And I also pray, Lord, for the married couples. And Lord, I pray, um, I know this is <laughs> maybe not a, a common prayer, but Lord, I pray right now that you would bless their sex lives, that you would bless their emotional intimacy, that you would bless their physical intimacy. And Lord, if there's pain, if there's, um, just issues there, Lord. I ask that your healing come, Lord, that you would help them to find the answers, Lord, to, to be able to, to have um, just a vibrant relationship all around, Lord God, in all areas of their marriage, that they would have thriving relationships, Lord, relationship with each other, and that you would just bless them, Father, because you care about every aspect, Lord, our marriage relationship. And Lord, I just thank you so much, Father, for for all ages, Lord, that we will be, we will be people uh, from the youngest to the oldest, Lord, that would carry the torch of purity and holiness, Lord, to this world, but in a way, Lord, that, that is able to bring restoration and healing and the truth with grace, Lord, in a way that will touch people's hearts and that the truth will set them free, Lord, and the, the Holy, you, Holy Spirit, will have your way and gently guide and direct and bring that transformation in individuals' lives around us, Lord, as well as in the culture, Lord. So we just bless you, Lord. We love you, and we thank you, Father, for who you are. And we, in the end, Lord, we worship you. It's, we glorify you, Lord, and may all this be to your glory. Thank you, Lord, for your love. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Oh, wasn't that awesome? Come, Joe. I want to thank Michelle for, for coming. You know, please, please, uh, if you're able, um, make time to, to be at that conference coming up. I hope that, you know, you heard the Holy Spirit. He was speaking to you here. But thank you, Michelle. I wanted to pray a blessing on Michelle. Mary Joanne, why don't you pray a blessing? <laughs> bless Michelle. Lord, we just give thanks to you for thank you. Michelle. Um, thank you, Lord, that um, you have just are moving in such an um, awesome, miraculous way um, and for allowing her to share so that we can see her as an example of a willing vessel. So we bless her, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that um, you are the one. If we are willing to say yes to you, you, will, you are the one who will move. And, and, and we know, Lord, that you are the one who will get the glory. So we stand with Michelle, Lord. And we just thank you, Lord, for preparing your church, Lord. And we cry out to you, Lord, help us to be pure. Um, 
And the Lord says, be holy, for I am holy. And so we say, yes, Lord. Do this in the church, Lord. Thank you for making Michelle's burden light and her yoke easy. And we, Lord, we know that's just your way. Thank you. Thank you for being so loving. And we pray, Father, you continue to empower Michelle to be filled with more of your joy, your peace, um, a clear direction from you, Lord, that as um, she goes forward in the future, that more and more with each day that passes, we ask that her burden will be light and her yoke easy, and that she'll be filled with your love, your joy, and your peace, Lord, and all the, good, the blessings that you give to those who, who love you and follow you. We pray this over Michelle in the name of Jesus. Amen.